The Matildas Magical World Cup run comes to an end and the Australia Cup round of 32 concludes. Hey guys, my name's Lucky. This is the Coastwater Football Podcast. Every single Friday we sit down to chat about the biggest headlines in Australian football and of course... The focus for the last few weeks has been on the Matildas and uh, the Australian women's team have sadly crashed out of the Women's World Cup in the semi-final. Of course, still one game to go, uh, but going down 3-1 to England. We're going to touch on the Tillys first up. Uh, We're going to talk about some transfer news later on and uh, some news regarding the Oli Roos, A-Leagues and plenty more. Uh, So... Matildas, 3-1. I was at the game. It was a uh, quite an experience. It was one of the most incredible football, football atmospheres I've experienced. And overall, I mean, we have to just be proud of, of, of what the girls achieved at this tournament. It's been an absolute dream. Um, you know, we've got one more one more match, you know, against Sweden on, on Saturday to, to, to get a win. To, it'd be great to send off the Matildas with a win from this tournament. Uh, but look, from the game itself, overall, I thought England were the better team. Uh, they came with a game plan, and they executed that game plan to perfection, England. Uh, they really nullified Australia. I thought, especially in that first half, uh, the Matildas really struggled to get any sort of control in the game, uh, create many chances at all. Uh, what a highlight, though. I mean, the one major highlight for Australia, one of the most incredible goals uh, scored by an Australian player, Sam Kerr, with an incredible run from her own half, and then that long lob, over the keeper, I, my reaction, I mean, some of you guys might have seen it if you follow me across the socials. Uh, my match day vlog from this game is up right now on the Coastal Football YouTube channel. Check it out because um, I was just in shock. I just like couldn't believe what I just witnessed. And I was so feel so lucky that I got to witness just that goal alone, uh, you know, in person. The, the you know, I would have gone along to the game if I just, you know, was able to see that goal and nothing else, you know what I mean? Like, it was um, it was fantastic from Sam. And uh, look, overall, just a superb tournament from Australia. And the awareness around the Matildas, you know, it's, it's just incredible seeing the support and the... Just the vibes around the team, man. It's so positive right now. And hopefully we see we do see translate um, to the domestic leagues here in Australia, of course, as well. Uh, we're talking about that hype, though, around Australia. A massive piece of news. As we know, the last couple of games for Australia, the viewership had been rising and, and breaking records. Well, the semi-final against England was officially, from, from when we've been tracking the TV ratings uh, for the last few decades now, this match was officially the most viewed television program in Australian history, which is just incredible. It trumps absolutely everything. 11.15 million viewers were reached on Channel 7 alone. Uh, so that doesn't include everyone watching on Optus Sport. You know, me, myself, I watch all the games on Optus Sport. Uh, it doesn't include all the people at the live sites. You know, we saw tens of thousands of people across the country at these live sites. Um, just incredible to think that you know, literally, majority of the country was tuning in for this one game. Uh, I can't think of anything, not only in sport, but anything just culturally that that sort of has sort of captured uh, Australia in such a way. And uh, you know, for only football can do that. You know, I've been seeing a lot of people say say that, but um, only football can do that. And as as a content creator. That you know, my whole mission is to sort of promote the game and you know cultivate conversation around football in Australia. It's this is just surreal, and it makes me so proud. Um, it I didn't think we'd be seeing numbers like this so soon, but you know, it it fills me with so much um so much encouragement, I guess. 
you know, sort of reassuring that football is the way forward. And, you know, there is a possibility that the football could be the number one sport in Australia in years to come. Um, this is the biggest reminder of that. I mean, this has uh, smashed any record held by any other sporting competition, uh, this viewership number. Uh, so it shows that football is a force to be reckoned with, and it's a sport that um, the Australia as a nation can get behind. Um, some other news from the game, of course. Uh, Katrina Gorry, it was her 100th cap. Uh, she's had a fantastic tournament, worked really, really hard. Uh, probably didn't have the best game, unfortunately, in that 100th cap in that semifinal. Uh, but what a fantastic career it's been up to this point for Katrina Gorry. Uh, also, you know, shout out to her daughter Harper, who had a second birthday as well on, uh, on that match day as well. Uh, a great moment for Katrina Gorry. Uh, of course, as we know, Mintildas are set to face Sweden on Saturday for that third-placed match. And uh, we've got a piece of injury news heading into that game. Alana Kennedy ruled out after showing some uh, some delayed uh, concussion symptoms. We hope Alana is okay. Uh, she appears to be the only, per- only, only, only player from the squad missing for the upcoming fixture. And I put it out on Twitter. I, I, I would like to see a bit of rotation for this game. I, I'd like to see a fully changed starting 11, you know, give some minutes to the players who... Uh, didn't see too much game time this tournament. You know, the likes of Courtney Evan, Claire Wheeler, um, you know, Alex Chidiak, um, you know, if Kai Simon's fit, get her in there as well. You know, um, all, all the players, you know, in the squad deserve some recognition for their incredible achievement this tournament, that's for sure. Uh, and of course, we do have the Women's World Cup semi-final taking place on Sunday, Spain v. England. I mean, just from a neutral point of view, you know, taking obviously the disappointment of Australia not making it out of it, what a game that's going to be. I mean, two of the best teams this tournament. Uh, Spain, you know, when they're going in attack, they look absolutely fantastic. Uh, England, their defense has been rock solid for, for pretty much the entire tournament. This is a really, really hard game to pick. Um, really, really tricky. For me, I think Spain will just edge it. I think they'll, they'll, they just have a little bit too much in attack. And uh, their flair should be able to uh, break through that England, uh, that, that solid England backline. But uh, hey, it should be a great game on Sunday night, that is for sure. Of course, taking place at uh, Stadium Australia in Sydney. A uh, couple more pieces of news here from the Matildas. And uh, again, going back to that hype, the followership across the social media platforms has been growing from the Matildas. And there was a big announcement on, I, think, I believe it was on Tuesday, this past Tuesday, that uh, the Matildas had passed, um, surpassed 500,000 followers on Instagram. Uh, I checked it just before the recording of this podcast. It's now at 636. So they've gained almost 150,000. Uh, 150,000 in, in just a matter of days. Uh, I think in the past week alone, it's 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 at least doubled. Um, it's just remarkable seeing the incredible viral support uh, for this team. And uh, the social media stats are, are backing it up, that's for sure. Uh, another piece of news here. I mean, records being broken everywhere. Uh, apparently, Nike has revealed uh, that they have sold 13 times the amount of Matilda's jerseys to date in this Wins World Cup um, than before, during and after the uh, 2019 Women's World Cup. 13 times. 13 times. I mean, we knew there'd be more. We'd expect there to be more jerseys uh, sold uh, for this Women's World Cup, obviously, with this one being on home soil. But 13 times is absolutely smashing uh, that figure from the last World Cup, just fantastic. 
Uh, some great news from the South Australia government. They have announced that they are set to commit um, uh, a large sum of funding to women's uh, sport and $10 million of that funding is going to women's football. And uh, Football South Australia are set to match that investment, uh, bringing their own $10 million uh, to the women's game uh, in South Australia, bringing the total to $20 million, which is just fantastic. I mean, we're crying out for this. The players are still crying out for it. You know, more support for football, uh, especially for, for, for women and young girls, you know, so they can... Uh, you know, it's great for the young girls, you know, seeing the pathway, seeing seeing their heroes here, that the Matildas perform so well. Um, you know, they'll, they'll be striving, you know, to, to, to be a Matilda themselves one day, that's for sure. So it's important that uh, the pathways are there for young girls playing football uh, across the country. And then lastly, related to the Matildas, uh, great individual news for Sam Kerr. She has been nominated uh, for the PFA Players Player of the Year Award. So um, Sam Kerr, of course, uh, hoped... For a better uh, Women's World Cup, uh, of course, injuries uh, halted her halted her progress in this Women's World Cup, uh, but great to finish off with that fantastic goal. Uh, sticking with the women's game, but uh, talking about the domestic legs now, the A-Leagues, they have recently just announced uh, the Women's Football Celebration, uh, which will be taking place on round one of the 2023-24 A-League Women's Season, which is set to, which is set to kick off October 14. Um, the basically the whole thing around this is to create uh, awareness around the A-League women's uh, to make it a celebration for what uh, the Matildas have achieved here. Um, there isn't too many specifics in terms of what this um, women's football celebration will actually entail. With you know what what does that actually mean? Um, but it's great to see that there will be some sort of recognition placed, uh, especially on that opening weekend. Uh, perhaps it means some some big key fixtures. You know some derbies maybe. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. But um, yeah, can't wait for the new A-League women's season. Uh, and also in that article, which you can you can of course uh, read on the Keep Up website, uh, there was a there was a big big piece of news uh, towards the end of that article uh, on Keep Up. They have confirmed in that article that uh, the fixture list will be revealed. Quote next week. That is what the article said. Next week is when the fixtures uh, can be revealed, which is very very exciting. Obviously, uh, we've been eagerly waiting for the A League men's and women's fixtures released uh, lists uh, to be released, and uh, we're running a little bit late. Uh, last season. They were released on July 28, and uh, at least the men's uh, one was. And uh, it, it, we are now well into August, and uh, still no fixture list yet. So next week, hopefully, hopefully Monday morning, we'll be tuning in uh, uh, to see that fixture list. And uh, if if not, we'll be keeping an eye, an eye, out, eye, an eye out on it. And um, of course, we'll be touching on it on the podcast next week as well uh, when that fixture list is released. Speaking about the uh, the men's teams now, the Oli Roos, they have announced uh, their squad for the upcoming Asian Cup qualifiers. Uh, it's a very, very strong squad containing many of those players who featured in the recent Maurice Ravello tournament a few months ago. Uh, but a headline for the squad is uh, it includes Mohamed Sure, which is a player who many people, uh, myself included, have been crying out for to be included in the Australian squads, uh, getting some decent game time over there in France. Uh, we know, of course, at loan uh, on, on loan at the moment at Paris FC. Over there in France in their second division, uh, great to see Toure added into this squad. Uh, having though, though included uh, Mo Toure, there are a bunch of key players missing from the squad. Uh, the likes of Tilio, uh, Boss, uh, Garen Kowal as well. 
Um, you know, some speculation around injuries and stuff around those players, but I think uh, from what I take on it is that we could see plenty of those guys involved in the Socceroos squad. Of course, uh, the qualifiers for the Oliroos and the Socceroos friendly against Mexico sort of, you know, clash that basically at the same time. So I'm expecting that many of those guys will just be involved in the Socceroos squad. Um, definitely the likes of, you know, Jordi Boss, uh, Marco Tilio, I think uh, will be involved uh, with the Socceroos. Uh, but yeah, those Oliroos are... Uh, Qualifiers will be taking place in September, just next month. Uh, matches against Laos and Tajikistan. Uh, the Australia Cup uh, has been—it's been great having the Australia Cup here uh, to sort of bring bring us back to the A League teams as well. It's been great seeing the A League, uh, plenty of the A League teams in action over the last couple of weeks. And the round of 32 wrapped up on Monday evening. Uh, on that Monday, we did a live watch along for that one, a big watch party for those three games. Uh, Brisbane Raw, Adelaide United, and Campbelltown City picked up wins. The big cup set coming from that match, that Campbelltown City win, who defeated the cut, reigning cup champions, MacArthur FC. Just incredible. 2-1. Uh, the South Australia club, club getting it done. Uh, concerning. Very, very concerning for Melissa Joski's side, uh, who were fielding a strong team. I mean, Valerie Germain, he made his first appearance in Australian football. Great for Bulls fans. Uh, Ulysses Tavia was back into the squad. Clayton Lewis made his debut for the club as well. Um, it was a strong team, and they lost. They lost MacArthur FC, so um, just some question marks around the Bulls in terms of uh, how they will shape up for the upcoming A-League men's season. That is... Uh, uh, very very disappointing for uh, you know the club the cup champions to to uh, bow out so early in this tournament, uh, but we do have the round of sixteen which was revealed straight after uh, those matches on Monday evening. Uh, some fantastic matchups for that for that uh, round of sixteen as well. The fixtures, the dates and details haven't been confirmed just yet, but we have the likes of uh, West Sydney Wanderers v Adelaide United in all an all A League matchup. Uh, Sydney United v Brisbane Raw. That's a replay of last year's semi-final. What a great game that'll be. And then Melbourne City play Wellington Phoenix for the third consecutive year. This is ridiculous, dude. We had Sydney FC v Mariners for the third consecutive year. And then uh, and then we've now we've got Melbourne City, Wellington Phoenix. So we, we keep getting those two teams. And um, hey, very excited for all these games, man. Uh, hoping to get down to some of them. I think there's like four of the fixtures in Sydney. So uh, that's, uh, that's attendable for me. Um, so... Very excited for the round of 16 to be getting underway, hopefully uh, real, real soon. And then lastly, in the news section here, Ange Watch. Ange Postacoglu uh, oversaw his first Premier League fixture on the weekend, which was uh, just awesome. Uh, I tuned into this one. Spurs drew 2-2 with Brentford. Hey, we saw some good signs from Tottenham, man. They um, had a lot of possession and they uh, it was really fascinating sort of seeing the way, you know, the team pressed forward and the fullbacks tucking in, you know, tactically seeing how the Spurs side has, has changed a little bit already under Ange Postacoglu. And uh, look, I'm sure it will get to take some time to, you know, get the tactics sort of implemented into that team. But um, uh, we have faith in Ange. And of course, we'll be keeping up to, <laughs> up to date with Ange Watch every single week here on the podcast. Uh, hey, one more piece of news, actually. And it does come from the UK as well. Cammy Devlin, some exciting news for him. He scored twice in uh, in Hearts for Hearts uh, in their recent uh, Europa Conference League qualifier. Uh, we love seeing the Aussies get on the score sheet um, across there, across the uh, across there in Europe. So uh, well done to Cammy Devlin. Hopefully, Hearts do get through to the uh, Conference League. 
Uh, let's jump into some transfer news. And uh, it's been all about the A-League women's competition. Plenty of movement around the A-League women's. Uh, first of all, let's kick it off with a couple of pieces of news from the men's competition. Only two pieces of news. Literally, I was like, I, I was, I was like, surely that's not right. Surely there's been more movement. I was going through like all of the, you know, the the club's social media sites, and there's only been two two pieces of movement from the past week. I guess a lot of the side, sides have been focused on the Australia Cup. Uh, the one in across the entire A-League men's competition for the last week was Hamza Saki. He has joined Melbourne City on loan from Azir, the French club. Uh, he is the first Moroccan player to ever play in the A-Leagues. Uh, looks like a decent signing. Some good experience over there in Europe. He joins on loan uh, to the reigning premiers, Melbourne City, uh, with the uh, option for a, a, a permanent deal there at the end of that loan. Uh, an attacking midfielder. Uh, I think the, maybe the final you know, uh, cog in the puzzle Cog in the machine, whatever the saying is, uh, for that Melbourne City time, Melbourne City team. We obviously saw Melbourne City in action in the cup. Uh, Togo Arslan getting a couple of penalties in that game. Great start for him. Uh, whether he starts in that midfield or potentially maybe he could be shifted out to one of those wide positions. Uh, but overall, that Melbourne City squad is looking a little bit more fleshed out now. They've replaced a lot of those departures, which is uh, good for City. And then uh, one out from the A-League men's competition, and that came from Central Coast Mariners. James McGarry has departed the A-League champions uh, to join Aberdeen FC in Scotland. Yet another A-League player heading over there to Scotland. Uh, James McGarry, uh, a player who I'm sure is keen to get himself back into contention for the uh, New Zealand national team. Let's jump into the A-League women's now. Plenty of movement around the A-League women's. It starts over there in Perth Glory. Uh, they have signed a couple of uh, international players. First of all, from England, uh, Millie Farrow, uh, the striker, has joined the club. As has uh, New Zealand striker who featured in the Women's World Cup, Grace Jale has joined the club as well. Grace Jale made a couple of substitute appearances for the football ferns across the tournament. Wellington Phoenix have been busy as well. They have, first of all, signed Venezuelan striker. Uh, Mariana Speckmeyer has joined the club, as well as American fullback Haley Davidson. They have also secured academy player Macy Fraser on a three-year deal to the women's senior team there. Brisbane Raw, some movement for them as well. First of all, Australian under-17 women's captain, uh, Ruby Cuthbert, joins the side. Uh, Marielle Hetcher joins. And uh, they've also announced re-signings of Holly Palmer and Keely Richards. So strengthening that squad there up there in Queensland. Adelaide United, one signing for them this week. Alana uh, Janszewski has joined their club. Circus Mariners continue to build their squad for the upcoming campaign with Taryn King joining from Newcastle Jets. And speaking of the Jets, they have signed defender Alex Hune, who joins for the upcoming campaign. So, teams getting themselves ready for the A-League women's season. As I mentioned before, can't wait for it, man. Especially having my team, such as Mariners, featuring the A-League women's this year. Uh, can't wait to get along to so many games. And uh, we're going to be doing a lot more content around the A-League women's. Especially, you know, seeing just the excitement around, the, around women's football now in the country. It's just awesome to see. So, uh, we're definitely going to be getting behind it and i uh, can't wait for the other men's and women's competitions to get underway in october guys thanks so much for tuning in uh join us for a couple live watch longs this week we're going to be live on saturday for the australia v sweden game on the youtube channel coast watch football on youtube 
Come and join the watch party uh, to watch Matildas for the last time in this tournament. And then we will be live for the watch long of the final itself, Spain v. England. Join us on Coast Watch Football for that one as we tune into that one and watch it uh, together. Uh, two huge games this weekend. And then uh, and then a little bit of a break by the looks of things until the Australia Cup around at 16 gets underway. But guys, thanks so much for tuning in. My name's Lockie. This is Coast Watch Football. Feel free to leave a star rating if you have enjoyed. And I'll catch you guys next Friday. Cheers.